Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is Eye on Foxborough, the premier podcast for all things New England Patriots. Brought to you by Mass Live. Welcome to Mass Live's Eye on Foxborough podcast. I'm Patriots columnist Karen Garigian. And today, I'm pleased to welcome two-time Super Bowl champion Rob Ninkovich. Rob is currently doing a podcast of his own called The Dan and Ninko Show. It's on Spotify, where he talks sports, cars, and beer. Hello, Rob. <laughs> hey, Karen. How are you? Good to, good to see you. I know. It's been a little while. It's been a little while. A lot's happening with your former football team. Yep, yep, a lot, lot of stuff going on, a lot, lot, of, lot of things that, uh, so first for a lot of people, a lot of fans that we haven't really experienced in a long time, but uh, definitely interesting times, that's for sure. Well, I, I have a number of topics I'll roll by you. Um, first, you know, you played linebacker for, I don't know, 10 seasons maybe, <laughs> close yeah. to that with the Patriots 2009 to 16, I think it was. And yep. we've watched this defense lose a number of their better players, but whether it's Matthew Judon, Christian Gonzalez, this past game, they didn't have Jabril peppers and they keep other to these opposing team. They keep their own team in the game. Uh, uh, my guess is you probably aren't surprised by how well the defense has performed. Uh, no, I'm, I'm actually surprised that with the losing of Judon and the loss of elite corner play, um, that they've been able to stay so competitive. And if you throw out the Saints game, if you throw out the Dallas game, you know, this defense has been one of the top defenses in the NFL. And if you look at the last eight weeks, really points um, – and yards and all those things, they're up there with the 49ers. They've been better than the 49ers. They've been better with the better than the best defenses. So 
you know, if they had better offensive play, this team would be a playoff team. This team would be, you know, in competition for the division. And again, when you have great defense, you have defenses that don't give up a lot of points, create um, some, some positive plays defensively. You really aren't asking for your offense to do much. That's why the most encouraging aspect of this team this season has been the motivation by the defense to continue to play at a high level. Now, that goes back to the pride in which you have as a player, but then it also speaks volumes of the coaching staff to keep these guys in it. You know, imagine being a defensive football player on this team and you have the issues that this offense has had. You had to witness, you know, some of the really bad football um, that had the, has been a detriment to this team throughout the 2023 season. It's got to be frustrating to come into the locker room after a game where you're close, but you still lose and you've given your offense a ton of opportunities. You probably didn't experience that much with Tom Brady here when you played. No, no. See, I, I personally have only experienced a bad season in 07, which I really didn't even play. I was just basically a special teams guy. And that was with the Miami Dolphins. They were one in 15. So I know what that feel is when you don't have that, I guess, every week you're trying to just go out there and compete. When you don't have faith that you can compete, then it's a lost cause. But I think that the Patriots team, this team, they haven't lost that competition aspect of things, that competing aspect of things. So when you do lose these close games that they have throughout the season, there's only been a handful of games that have been just beyond uh, 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 beyond them just having a few bad plays here or there. You know, you think of the Dallas game, the Saints game, and probably the Raiders were beyond uh, just a couple plays. Is that a credit more to the players and their makeup or to the coaching staff for keeping them in it or both? Uh, I think it's both because the players definitely have to have some pride. And I've been a part of teams where there was nothing there as far as the pride aspect. And then your coaches have to keep you in it. And I think that's why you look at this defense and it's been such a positive. Like if you say the 2024 Patriots will be the same defense as the 2023 Patriots, and just focus on offense, they're going to be a winning football team if they focus 100% on the offense. They are a better team offensively next season. And they stay the same defensively. They're going to win more football games. But that's not going to happen. You're going to get back Gonzalez. You're going to get back Judon. You're going to get back some key pieces. And then you're still going to grab a few pieces in the offseason to help your defense out. So the defense is going to be better than they were in 2023. If they just focus on the offense, you need a quarterback, you need some offensive key pieces, you need a receiver, and you need an offensive lineman. If you focus on those three things, this team is going to be completely different. I'm going to get to that in a minute, but uh, sticking with the defense for a few more, who has impressed you the most out out of the group uh, this year? Uh, I'd say I like Duggar a lot, 
and I like Peppers. I think those two guys have, to me, Peppers especially, I like how physical he is. I like how big he is. I like how into it he is, aggressive mentally he's into it. So I think he's been a really key piece to this defense. And the one lack, the one thing that I really haven't seen since Judon left was a true pass rush. So their secondary has been amazing. They've done really good in the coverage aspect of things. So for me, you know, I, you look at Duggar, he's probably one of the best players. He's going to get a ton of money somewhere. So I don't, I don't know if the Patriots are going to pay him, but I do know that guys like that don't grow on trees. So if you were the Patriots, you would pay Duggar or you would make sure would. he was one of the pending free agents to absolutely resign. You can't find that guy. In 2023, 2024, it's really hard to find a physical, great tackling secondary piece that you can put out there in the nickel, the dime. You can put him on a, a receiver. You can put him on a tight end. You can put him on a back that's really dynamic, and he's going to do a great job on it. So those guys are really, really hard to find. So you try not to let those guys walk out the door. I want to move on to one of their coaches on the staff, Gerard Mayo, who you yep. – timeline is ex pretty much exactly the same for your careers with the Patriots. Um I don't know if he's the heir apparent to Bill whenever Bill moves on or they move him on, but what kind of a head coach do you think he'd make just knowing him, knowing him as a player, as a person, as a guy? I think he's going to be, he will be a head coach. So I don't, I don't think there's a chance that he won't. I, I honestly don't think there's a chance he won't be a head coach. He's going to be a head coach. Where will he be a head coach? I have no idea. I don't know. But when he is a head coach, I think that the characteristics that made him a great football player are going to make him a great head coach. Now, there's a lot of different factors that go, in and go into being a coach. It's situational understanding and awareness, which Gerard was really, really one of the best guys I've ever played with on the field at understanding the situation, understanding how to get all the communication out, how to get it to everybody and everyone's on the same page. So that I don't have any issues with. I think he's going to be he's going to be unbelievable when it comes to understanding football. He's got that. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about him having any type of relation in players and coaches. He understands that relationship. He understands what it's like to be a player. He understands what it's like to be a coach. So having that ability to talk to a player and sit down with a guy and have an understanding. Of, I know where you're at. You know where I'm at. I understand where you're at. That's going to be great too. So him having that, that player coach mentality, I think it makes him different than really any other coach that's been with Bill in the past. And you could say that there is a lot of talk, Oh, through the Belichick tree, there's really not a lot of success. I think Mayo's different. He's a player. Players take what Bill coached you up on. You absorb that, and you go out there, and you have to make the plays. The players, the players are actually out there making the plays. Coaches, they actually can mess it up, right? So you have to give the player enough to maximize their potential on the field, 
Don't overload them. But that's a coach is supposed to understand the player ins and out, the ins and outs and what can help a player, what can hurt a player. So I think Mayo has that ability and understanding of this is the this is what I can get out of this guy and I can get more out of this guy. It's how you push them. It's how you challenge them. It's how you understand, you know, certain guys can't be yelled at. Certain guys need to be encouraged. So as a player, I think Mayo had every tool possible. And now as a coach, I think he has even more because he has the best of both worlds. Yeah, I, I think he has a – he's closer – His when he was a player, is closer to this current day athlete. So I think he, he has well, a relatability to today's athlete, you know, more so than someone who's much older. Yeah. Oh, did you guys lose power? No, I, I'm – but I don't know. Maybe they didn't like what I said here. <laughs> um, no, the, the lights went off where I am. No problems. I can still see you. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, we're going to fight through adversity right here. This is a Patriot uh, Bill Belichick 101. Things aren't going to go your way and how are you going to respond to it? That's so, right. Here, um, here we go. Uh, so I, I think is yep. he's, he's very relatable to the, the modern athlete. And um, I personally think that as a former player, uh, yes, a player, a football player wants to be successful. He wants to win. But also they want to make sure that they capitalize on their opportunity to, and their earning potential. So how do you maximize your earning potential? You have to perform at a high level. Um, it's really hard to get paid if you're not producing. So guys that are coming into this league that see all the accolades and all the success of certain players and certain teams, you're aspiring to not only play in the NFL a long time, but you're also trying to make as much money as you can in the short amount of time that you have. And the best way to do that is to win. You got to win and you got to perform at a high level. So I think Mayo would do a great job of understanding their modern athlete and the marketing and the individualizing of, you know, you look at these college athletes now and the social media and, you know, the off the field marketing and they're selling t-shirts in, in high school now, you know, making their decision, taking their hats off, throwing hats away. And it's turned into a completely different thing than, than what I experienced as an athlete, but you have to be able to embrace that. And I think, you know, the future for Mayo in coaching, he's going to be a head coach just a matter of time. And it's the right place where he feels is the right place. And, you know, depending on what happens in New England, nobody knows what's going to happen with Bill. You know, Bill's the best coach in the history of the game. So I don't know what's going to happen there. They just won a big game on the road. I know that. So it's all up in the air at this point right now. But I do know that Mayo's going to be one heck of a coach one day. It's up in the air for us, but do you think Robert Kraft has perhaps already made a decision, or do you think he's he's someone who's going to wait to see how it all plays out? I think you have to wait. I think he, he'll probably wait to see how the whole season progresses. And there's only two weeks left in the season. Um, but I, I think you have to – you can't be emotional in, in the heat of a moment or in the heat of, of certain situations. you got to take a step back and look at the big picture. Um, I think if you look around the league right now, there's a lot of bad coaching. And 
you have one of the best coaches in the game, if not the best in the game. So the there's always risk in everything. I just would think that Mr. Kraft would take a step back and observe, um, you know, the whole big picture, what they have after the season, where they're at in the draft, what they have in cap space, um, you know, is starting over all the way. I don't know if that's the best idea. So if you have a high draft pick, I mean, think back to 2009 when I first got to New England. 2010 was a massive, massive step for that new age Patriot revamp that won a lot of games. That was uh, Julian, Devin, Gronk, you know, all these key pieces that came in and they had a tremendous amount of success. So um, I know it's been a lull and this year is the first year they've ever had such a, a down year, but you never know with, you know, a lot of options in the draft and a lot of options in the offseason with a lot of cap space. You do a lot of things offensively with what they have right now. They, you talked about this a little bit before, but, you know, they did drop with the win. They dropped down a little bit in the draft order. They're fourth as opposed to second. Um, are you still... Which I don't think is a terrible, I don't think that's a terrible thing. I, I, I don't, don't either. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's so bad. It gives you some flexibility. I, I don't know if I was really hot on the top two picks. So if you're at four, you're still going to get a great football player. And you can let the teams in front of you. You think the Bears are going to draft a number one overall quarterback? I don't know. Is Carolina going to draft? They just drafted a number one overall pick. So I, I think you let those two teams figure it out, and then you take, you know, you have a, you could take a step back and see what else the rest of the league is going to do. If you had the controls, if you were running, <laughs> oh, give me the controls. All right. If you had the controls. I mean, would your priority be the quarterback? the 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 tackle or or the receiver who's going to be a game breaker uh i would definitely look at a game breaker i'd look at a receiver you know if harrison jr is there ugh, which he might not you know you know if, if you're the top two teams and you have a quarterback you probably want to get a playmaker um but I, all i know is this it don't matter if you have Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, you have the best quarterbacks ever. If you can't protect them and you don't have a guy to throw to, you're in trouble. So you got to protect the quarterback and you got to have somebody to throw to. So me, if I had the controls, I would go after a big time target or I would go after the best tackle in, in, in the draft. And then, you know, because quarterbacks, you could find a great quarterback in the second or third round and there's – Kirk Cousins is going to be available. I don't know if you're going to pay $50 million to him, but there's quarterbacks out there that you can go get that are serviceable, and then you can figure out, okay, we're building through the – got a great defense, build through the offensive line, go get a couple targets, and then I don't know if I love the quarterbacks in this draft. They kind of make me nervous. Hmm. All of them, or the top two guys? Top two guys make me nervous, yeah. Because why? Uh, so you look at the UFC, USC guy, I don't know if this market, I don't know if Boston, you go from California to Boston and you see some of the things out there and I just don't know if this would be the, the right place. Um, then you go to Carolina, Caleb Williams, Caleb, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Caleb, yeah. I don't know if Caleb Williams and the Boston sports media market, I don't know. 
I mean, it might be a rough start. So I almost think a veteran, somebody that's that's had some experience, would probably be better suited. You know. Thanks, thanks, Nick. We're we're, we're that tough, Nico. Come on. <laughs> we're not easy. We're not easy. Let's go. I'm part of you. I'm part of it now. So we're definitely not easy. But uh, that's right. You're you're with you're one of us now. So <laughs> that's it. Uh, um, and, and Drake May and, the same kind and Drake, of thing. Drake May. Drake May. It's just the conference he's in. I don't. I don't necessarily know the competition, and he, he kind of reminds me of a Josh Allen. He's a big guy. He can make all the throws, but uh, I just know that as a rookie in the NFL, anytime the Patriots and I was on the team where we play a rookie, we were licking our chops. <laughs> it doesn't matter how good you are. We're going to fool you. We're going to put you in a bad spot. We're going to put the pressure on you. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to throw interceptions. So for me, I like a veteran guy and then a young guy underneath him to learn a little bit, have a few years. And then, you know, Bledsoe, Tom Brady. I'm not saying that'll ever happen again, but you had the veteran, you had the young guy, learn from him, and then when something happens, you're in there. So, I mean, look at what Green Bay's done over the years. They have, they've had a couple years. You got the veteran. You don't just throw the rookie out there. Uh, Rodgers had to wait. Yeah, Rodgers had to wait. Rodgers had to wait. Love had to wait. Um, so that's that's just my thought on, on being a defender and playing rookie, a rookie. It's really hard to come into a new place. And if you look at the overall success rate of the number one picks, it hasn't been great, you know, when they're out there starting week one. It's just not – it's not great. Well, if we look at Coach Belichick, obviously he's a defensive genius. I don't think that people can argue with that. He's always been a defense-first guy. Does it yeah. surprise you? that he hasn't quite adapted to an offensive first league in terms of players he's acquired or for his quarterbacks uh, or, the, or the type of offenses he's assembled. Yeah. With Bill and his offense and the progression of the offense, I, it's hard for me to say that if he was different as far as his offensive philosophy and how they build the roster out if this team would look any different. Because if you look at some of the other teams and the way that these other teams are built, they've had many, many down years to acquire some of the top talent. So if you look at Miami, you know, they have some really talented guys, but they also were really bad. They, they weren't great for a long time. So they require, they acquired Tyreek. Okay. Big time. You got, you got Waddle. You got, you know, an offensive-minded guru guy in your head coach. Everything's great in Miami, right, for the time being. I don't – I just don't – I don't know how that team would react in a rough, tough time, you know. I know what Bill's going to be like in a tough time. I know how he responds to that stuff when things aren't going the right way. So is the philosophy – does is it doesn't does that not match with 2023? I don't think so because if you look at the last Super Bowl that they won, they beat the Rams defense, yeah. through through really good defense, tough defense, running the football, time of possession, and 
that you can win games that way. You can you can still win in the NFL with that mentality. And if you, even if you look at the Ravens this year, their defense is good. Offensively, they have a, a couple pieces here that that can move the football. Their quarterback's dynamic in and out of the pocket. Yes, I understand that, but they're not. It's not like the greatest show on turf this year for that team. They're tough. They're disciplined, and they're winning football games. So for me. I think that mentality can still work. Tough on defense, keep the points low, and then offensively grind it out. And it might not be as exciting, but I still think that you can win with that mentality. Uh, well, who do you like? You talked about a couple of these teams, Baltimore. Um, who do you like coming out of the AFC and the NFC? There's only two weeks left. We're going to hit the playoffs. Who do you like? <laughs> So we just saw the Ravens play the 49ers. The Ravens got the better of the 49ers. And Brock Purdy threw, what, four interceptions? Four. <laughs> yeah. um, now, I'm just telling you, sometimes when you play a team in the regular season, it looks a lot different when you play them again. I've been there a few times. So um, I like what the Ravens – I talked to Kyle Vinoy yesterday. Um which was a great pickup for the Ravens. He said he really likes the way that the team is built. And it's some, it's got a great veteran leadership, great explosive young talent, and you've got a great head coach in Harbaugh. So they're a tough team. They're very physical. They're going to hit you. So I think the Ravens mm-hmm. are the team that they look like they're the toughest team right now. And on the flip side of that, I don't know if the Cowboys, when I see the Cowboys lose at the end of the year to a team they should beat, it just, it makes me think that they're going to be a one and done team in the playoffs. That's what it makes me feel like. So I potentially see the NFC. I mean, this, the NFC is, that's tough because I, I want to say the Eagles, but I also see a little bit of problems with yeah. them so this hear, hear me out on this i'm hearing you i like i like the lions mm-hmm. i like the, the lions their toughness i like how dan campbell has that team playing they're excited they got all that excitement of winning their division and being in the playoffs and then it doesn't matter till we get in the playoffs it's one game season so what if we see a lions team which we haven't seen in a, like Nothing, nothing with the Lions has, has gone right in a long, long time. But if Dan Campbell could get the Lions in a Super Bowl, I think that'd be pretty insane. So I'd like to see it. I would love to see it. It'd be great for the city. I agree. Their secondary scares me. And on occasion, their, their quarterback scares me. But <laughs> if it all comes together, uh, they're If it good, all came together, they're, they're a good, good team. football team. And they, they and they they respond and play for their coach, and that's another important thing. So, hundred percent. But I think I so I don't. I, I think the Ravens are going to make it to the Super Bowl. Yep. I, I would. This is an ideal situation because I I like the Lions. I'd like to see the, the Lions make it. Do I think they're going to make it? Uh, uh, probably not. So, we'll go Ravens Eagles in the Super Bowl. Let the Eagles Let's- get back to it. Last thing I'll ask you, are there any uh, upcoming draft-eligible players from your alma mater at Purdue that we should be looking at? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I wouldn't say there's anybody in the top five. So maybe maybe in the later rounds there'd be somebody that you could acquire. But I think the 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 Patriots at this time right now. I don't know if the Boilermakers are on their radar. They didn't have such a great season this year, and they lost their head coach. So it I was know. Uh, definitely you a down. And, you and Matt Light. I mean, you have Purdue well represented. You know, me, Matt Light, Roosevelt Colvin. Yeah, you know, we've had some had some good guys come. To, uh, Nico Kudavides, another Purdue guy, Patriot oh, for a while. Wow. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Special teams guy, but um, no. I don't. I don't. I, I honestly didn't follow the team that well to give you a specific name. <laughs> but I, I was just looking for a little help with my draft study, but that's okay. I, I won't go heavy with Purdue. Yeah, don't go, don't go heavy on the Purdue. I think they didn't have such a hot season, so it is what it is, though. Well, it's interesting times, as as we said, uh, as you said. Also, we don't really know how it's going to play out. It's going to keep us hopping and keep us interested. And good luck with your podcast. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Thanks so much. Yep. Have a great new year. This has been Ion Foxborough, brought to you by Mass Live.